And welcome into Half the Distance Live, your weekly barroom commentary NFL podcast. Semi weekly. That's it. <laughs> when, yeah. And last week it was uh, Half the Distance, all the COVID. COVID is still a bitch. <laughs> I am Maddie Fax, joined by Brian the Professor. We are unfortunately still without uh, Scottathan Statton, Mr. Stats. He has a migraine today, and uh, both of our producers are out. I believe Up Greg had to work. And, well, uh, Dick Woodcock, the great skunk hunter, he of many nicknames, is still out with COVID also. So here we are. He had too much Woodcock. Yes. It, it fucked up his throat. It, it, oh. it did. Splinters. Oh. He's you been gotta, coughing nonstop. Be <laughs> <laughs> so last week we were unable to do our show during, uh, right during the, the beginning of the AFC championship game. I'm sorry, the AFC championship game. Um, but I would like to go over. Oh, yeah. Not the stats. It does. Every, you all know. How the games went, but I'd like to discuss a few things about them, and we'll we'll start with the Ravens <clears throat> against the Chiefs, because I found the most shocking thing to be that they went completely away from what got them to this point. Yep, yep. They had been a very run first team that ran very successfully, and they started out running the ball successfully. Gus Edwards, fourteen yards on his first carry, right away, and they gave him two more whole carries the Let's whole game to reward him. That. Yeah, <laughs> like what are you doing? That's yeah. successful. And like the the plays weren't laid out for Lamar to fucking break out. Yeah. Like, no. Like, running game for the Ravens, which saved them, which made them, I saved them, made them all season yeah. long. No. Also fascinating to me was, like, there was some plays where you could see, like, if Lamar just wanted to run. Oh, yeah. There yeah. was 15 to 20 yards yeah. he could pick up. But I think part of it is so many people haven't gotten in his ear of, like, you're not, you're not a, a running, running quarterback. Back. You're yeah. a quarterback. Yeah. Don't run the ball. You're not a running back. You and he stayed in the pocket. You championship game. No, you oh. do whatever you have to win. God, yep. Yeah. Oh, and then next year, I'm sure they're going to be in the same kind of scenario, and he's going to run every fucking time he shouldn't. Yep. Like, he needs, he needs like, a therapist to fucking train him to do the right things all the time. A lot of time that's running, sometimes it's passing. Just do what feels right. I agree. You've earned that at this point. You know, Absolutely. three years ago, no, you didn't earn that. Now, yeah. Like, you know when you should run and when you should you, you take might, a second read. You might you know? be about to win your second MVP. We don't know yet. It could be. But it could be. You've earned the right to do whatever you want to as far as those plays go in the in the championship game. Yep. Whatever it takes to win. It was like a totally different Ravens team. Yes. Totally different. And yep. Kelsey made uh, the, the 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 safety trying to cover him just look bad all day. Kyle, yep. um, his name is escaping at this point. It came out of Notre Dame a couple years ago. He's an excellent defensive player. Kelsey burned him constantly. Kelsey's going to do Kelsey things, though. This is true. Uh, also interesting I found in that is that the Chiefs were just so willing to rely on the running game in the second half and just burn yep. away time. Yeah. They were smart. And I don't give credit to Mahomes for this. I think this is all Reed. Well, it certainly wasn't Matt Nagy. We know he doesn't <laughs> like to run the ball consistently. <laughs> no, but like, like they ran it so much, but not all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they'd be like third and two. Oh, it's got to be fucking running. Nope. Nope. Yep. We're going to fucking throw a 23-yard pass. Yep. Just to keep you fucking guessing the whole time. And know? I guess Marcus valdez Stanley got all those late-game drops he's out of the way during the regular season because, man, did he come up in the clutch at the end of that game. <laughs> and he is the one guy that I would not ever bet on. Ever. No. He is Mr. Unreliable. But, you know, eh. speaking of unreliable, it was uh, really funny. Uh, there was a uh, AI deepfake of Andy Reid in a post at a press conference <laughs> this week where he was saying, like, Canarius Tony, like, I don't know why that guy with no hands is out here. Like, he's killing everybody. <laughs> like, it was just so funny, and it's like I love that AI brings us these hilarious things. 
my favorite part about that, and again, total AI. Yeah, absolutely fake. Perfectly well done. Mm -hmm. I'm 98% sure that's exactly what Andy Reid would like to say. Absolutely! (laughs) That's what made it so good. It wasn't like fake, fake, beyond belief. It was like, okay, we know he didn't say that. You know he wants to say that. You know he absolutely (laughs) wants to say that. Oh my god, they're so garbage. Carrots on his hands is just garbage. Yep. Um... As far as... Kadarius Stoney? Hey, Kadarius Hands of Stoney, you're right. Uh, So, yeah, Chiefs back in the Super Bowl. um, Again. Four out of five times. If they win again, they will equal this span that the Patriots had of a four out of five Super Bowls winning three. Which is monster impressive. It is huge. Like, did we really just go from Belichick Brady to... To Reed Mahomes? To Reed Mahomes? Like, is is it just transitioned that easily? Also, so, part of me like so, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna have the goat conversation today. Mm-mm. But you know, Belichick Brady, clearly the goats of this this era. You know, oh the clearly. past thirty years. And easily. you would think it's gonna be a number of years, maybe a decade, maybe more before that happens again. And fucking no, yeah. Like while Brady's still playing at the end of his fucking tenure, fucking Mahomes yep. and fucking Andy Reid and Mahomes. You know? is- Brady's the only one that's beaten Mahomes yeah, in the playoffs, yeah. other than Joe Burrow. Yeah, <laughs> like Joe Burrow got that ice in the veins too, but that's one win. Yeah, Brady's actually managed to do it twice. Josh Allen has yet to do it, and that's not a knock against Josh Allen. The Bills, it's a team sport. Yeah, yeah, but man, that's got to really and suck. Kansas City did not look good last week. They did not without Mahomes. Oh my god. Oh. Running that offense. Well, the that, defense is great though. That's like saying the Patriots without Brady. Come on. Mm. You just you can't say that, you know. You're right. It is unfair, but there's something to be said for what Reed has done in his career, but the quarterbacks he's had, like McNabb McNabb fits into a weird spot. At a certain point in his career I thought he was a little overrated. Now I think people don't look at him with enough respect, yeah. which is kind of a yeah. weird thought process to have too. But then he he made Alex Smith look very good, too. Alex Smith had yeah. a good career yeah. in the end with Andy Playoffs? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And because they had Alex Smith, Mahomes got to actually sit and learn for a year, mm-hmm. which seems to be that whole sitting and learning worked out well for Jordan Love, too. Kind like, of important. Yeah. 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 Kind of interesting. So, Like, maybe you draft a quarterback early on in the first round, and you actually let them learn mm-hmm. before you unleash them? Yes. Yeah. I'm sure Bryce Young would have appreciated that this year. <laughs> uh, the other game, the uh, 49ers beat the Lions in San Francisco. Uh, it was a close uh, game. The Lions were up, uh, I believe, 17 at one point. Yeah, the first half was an amazing half if you're a Lions fan. Absolutely, yeah. and the comeback was amazing. But like most comebacks, you have to have some rather freaky plays occur too. And that Brandon Ayuk catch off of the hands of Kendall Vinder, who yep. was getting burned yep. All game. But right in his hands. Yes. Oh, oh man. And, you know, and I get it that, you, like, you, you, if you're starting him, that means he, you have no one better than him behind him. Yep. But as bad as he was getting burned, I'm surprised they didn't at least try somebody else. Something? You know, I mean, like... M- more disguises. Like, the one thing that the Chiefs did really well was disguise zones, zone defenses. Mm-hmm. Really, really well done. Really well done. If they did more of that, maybe, maybe a different outcome. But 
I don't know because the entire thing was so strange. They had 140 rushing yards in the first half the Lions did, and then they kind of abandoned the yeah. – Everything changed so quickly because you have that deep pass to Ayuk. They get the touchdown, and I believe it was the very next yeah, series. Yeah. The Lions, Jameer Gibbs fumbles the ball. Bad day for rookies because in the previous game, Zay Flowers fumbles right yep. on the one yep. yard line, yep. or actually right at the goal at line. At the goal line, yeah. Um, which does make an argument for not playing rookies in very big important spots. But, but at the were, same time, they were both so good all season. They have long, been, and I know? don't think that you they can define the right their yes, that. yes. And a very unfortunate yes, timing. Don't define them by that, though. No, yeah. no. They're going to be very good players in the NFL, but it just, it yeah. was a rough day for them. And I think, I mean, like, for like for, for Jamar Gibbs, like, being on that team with that coach and that environment, it's not going to change him. He's going to continue to excel. He's going to get better and better. Mm-hmm. Zay Flowers? That might hurt him. Maybe only the first six games next season, but that's going to fucking stick in his brain for way longer than it should. Yep. About extending when you're trying to get yep. a touchdown, yep. too. Yep. It, but if he wouldn't have, and they would have lost, they would like, oh, if only he would have tried to extend to get, you know. Yes. You can't win. You can't win. And which, they have to loan that. You which know? brings me to the other point of this was the Daniel Campbell. I know it's been talked about ad nauseum at this point, but he did go for it for on fourth down twice. Was unable to pick it up both times. And that was pretty bad, but I thought the most egregious play was at the very end of the game when they have the three timeouts. And then they ran on the third down and had to burn a timeout. Yeah. And yeah. the problem is you may as well just stop playing then because once you've given up that one of your three yeah. timeouts, oh, that you don't get the ball back. So fucking important. Yeah. 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 So I was just in shock that they actually tried running. And I get it. You know what? They're a running team. They have a great running, run-blocking offensive line. They got Panay Sewell on the right side. They had David Montgomery in there. He's a power back, very yeah. strong. It didn't work out, and I realize again, they did what got them there, and I will never talk trash about a, t- a team for having done that. I would never say it was the wrong call. Like, I just wouldn't. Like, you hoped it worked out better. Yes. And it didn't. You yeah. Know, but... but man, for Lions fans, I felt so bad. Like, to be that close to a Super Bowl, finally, to have the lead and just have to watch the 49ers yeah. just chip, chip, chip away and... But they had players like Kittle had one of the best run blocks I've seen on Aiden Hutchinson. <laughs> Completely pancaked him right onto his back. It was fantastic. It was so fun to watch. And it's again like, and again and again. Yeah, it's still popping up on my TikTok. I know. <laughs> and you know that he was laughing his ass off uh, as he did it because yep. Kittle plays with a very yep. much an exuberance yep. and a joy. Oh, that crackhead looking motherfucker. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just fantastic. <laughs> I do feel bad for Hutchinson. Like, he was my boy last year. Mm-hmm. I picked him for Rookie of the Year. Like, he's a good defensive he player. Is. And like he just didn't see that coming. Well, And, and he should have, but he didn't. One yeah. of the best blocking tight ends in the game, too. Yeah. Oh, the man yeah. likes to block as much as he likes to catch yeah. the ball. Maybe more than Maybe he likes more. to catch the yeah. ball. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why, for fantasy purposes, he can be kind of dangerous to have on yep. your team. Yep. But... He can also produce. So and uh, Great you know, fucking game though. Oh. It was. It was a fantastic. I thought both games, the, the Ravens and Chiefs one, was fascinating because of how close the Ravens kept coming to scoring and getting into it. Yeah. And the Chiefs just making the right plays at the right time. Yep. The Lions one just a fantastic one for the comeback by the 49ers. It hurt to see if you were rooting for the Lions, but I mean, if you're the Lions, and again, this is all hindsight, and this is like well wishes, but like that Lions team. Versus the 49ers this year mm-hmm. that stayed actually mostly healthy. Like, 
you didn't have a shot in hell of beating the 49ers. Nope. On paper, no fucking way. Nope. Holy shit. Holy shit. You yeah. know, like, I think the Niners are like, we're going to watch this game tape of the first half again and again and again and again from every fucking angle to see how the fuck they did that to us. Yes. How the fuck did they do that, you know? Because you know that the Chiefs are looking at it and saying, oh, what yeah. are we doing? Yep, yep. How, how can we do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can we do that? Let's be first half Lions the entire Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. Because you do not want to give Patrick Mahomes a 17-point lead. No. That'll be the end of the game. So I, I just found those oh. little, those those things to be fa- kind of fascinating. I did like Dan Campbell afterwards saying he had no qualms or regrets about the decisions. You get That's where you got to yep. be. You cannot yep. sit there and go, boy, yeah, I wish I had that one back now. Like you said, the decisions he made got them there. Yep. You can't change it because the game changed. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You, you have to go with what yep. works for you. All right. So those were the games. Uh, we now have the uh, the Chiefs and the 49ers. Chiefs will be wearing red in this Super Bowl, and the 49ers will be in white. The interesting there is like the uh, only the last team to win while not wearing white jerseys in the Super Bowl was actually the Chiefs when they played the 49ers. Don't know how that's going to work out. Also, no team traveling west to play a team that's traveling east in the Super Bowl has ever lost is another thing I saw. So, whoa, wait, wait, say it again? A team traveling west has never lost to a team traveling east on one thing I saw. It's like seven games where it's like not north or south really? or that, but just straight east to west. And they're barely traveling east. Yeah. Barely. Yeah. You know? I don't know. how. A lot of these things you see it and it's like, this seems more I circumstantial mean, than yeah, anything yeah. else. Um, but I think it'll be a fun game. I think it will. But we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, let's discuss MVP race. The uh, NFL Honors did release their list of five players that are up for each of these uh, postseason award, or season awards, regular season awards. Uh, for the MVP, it's Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott, and Brock Purdy. Going to run through their stats real fast. Josh Allen, 4,306 yards passing, 29 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. But he also had 524 yards rushing and 15 rushing touchdowns. Then you've got Lamar Jackson, 3,678 passing yards, 24 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 821 yards rushing and 5 touchdowns. McCaffrey, 1,459 yards rushing, 14 touchdowns, 67 catches, 564 yards. That is over 2,000 combined yards and 7 receiving touchdowns. Dak Prescott, 4,500 passing yards, 36 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, 242 yards passing, 2 touchdowns. And Brock Purdy, 4,280 yards passing, 31 touchdowns, 11 interceptions to go with 144 yards rushing and 2 touchdowns. The interceptions on Josh Allen don't help. However, very offset by the rushing touchdowns. Yes, yes. Um, And he did somehow pull off win after win after win at the end of the season did not only get them in but get them the second seed yeah yeah um lamar jackson it's not the most mind-blowing stats but he had the top team in the afc he's he is improving yes like for a team this is his best season ever Mm -hmm. like his interceptions were down his rushing touchdowns were down and they had more wins yep like, he actually became more of a, a throwing quarterback, and the team did better. Yep. Unlike the championship game. Where he should have run <laughs> Where some. Where he should have run. You yes. Know? <laughs> yes. But, like, I, I think, like, I mean, he improved. And, like, we're not talking about, like, you know, most improved player, mm-hmm. unexpectedly improved player. But he is becoming more and more of the total package. Yes. And I am not a Lamar Jackson fan. 
I, I'm not. I like the Ravens, but I like the Ravens because I'm old because they were the defensive powerhouse of the NFL. Mm-hmm. They could be eight and eight and fuck you up with their defense. Badly. And they're not that team anymore. It's no. a it's a different their defense generation. is good, it, but it's not that it's good. not that team anymore. You know, so like to watch him really, really grow as a quarterback, I want him to get the MVP. I don't think he will, but I want him to Who get do you the think MVP. Will? McCaffrey. McCaffrey is the best, especially this season, the best all around football player we have ever seen in our lifetime. I'd say hands down. I'd have a hard time thinking of an argument against him being, especially given the fact how few running backs produce it's like so this rarely these happens days. Too, yeah. But that's the problem of it being him being a running back. This seems like a quarterback award. It, it almost feels to me like he is going to get the offensive player of the year and they're going to give a quarterback the MVP. I can see that. Yeah. Because they don't like to give the MVP to running backs. Yeah. Yep. And Dak Rarely being, to wide receivers. being the Cowboys quarterback, they're going to, you know, Jerry Jones like, we're America's team. But, okay, yes, they beat a lot of teams. But again, MVP, Not, MVP is regular season. I know, but regular like... Regular season. But my thing here is, they lost almost every game they played against a winning team. Yeah, they just play in a shit division. Yeah. Them and the Eagles. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. You know? like well, you, I mean, throw the Dolphins and Bills into that. You I know? Yeah. I, I, I'm just so thrown off because it's not like there's one guy that just stood out heads and tails as far as quarterbacks yeah. go. They all had these good things, but it's like you also had the bad aspects. Like, yes, Dak put out great numbers. He had a great season. Yeah, he did. A really good season. Until he played against good teams. Yep. And then yep. he didn't play so well. So, I don't really know. I'm going to guess they'll probably give it to Lamar. And then McCaffrey will get the Offensive Player of the Year is my guess. I can see that. I can totally see that happening. Yeah. Yep. So. And, I mean, I think, again, I mean, everybody on that list is obviously deserving. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, Brock Purdy, and I, I fucking hate to say this because you sound like every other fucking pundit. You call him a system quarterback? No. Oh, God, no. Because of the amount of talent he is surrounded by. Like, I'm not saying you could plug any other decent quarterback into San Fran and they would be the same team. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. But the debate's going to be, well, come on. Without McCaffrey, without Kittle, without Debo, like, come on, anybody. Joe Flacco could have been plunked into San Fran and put up the same, you know. I mean, that's, I'm sure that's all they're talking about, you know. It's, it's a possibility. But at the same time, like, no. I mean, I think Brody, Brody, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's his name now. He has carried that team. Because when Perk you're when you're the quarterback <laughs> and it's really unique to football. Like really no other sport is like when you lose, you look at the same guy. When you win, you look at the same guy. True. That doesn't really happen in any other sport. It's odd that for know? a sport where there's twenty two people playing at any given uh, like if starters. It always goes back to it comes to back to one out of those yep. twenty two as it's all it's on always, him. Like, I mean, heavy is the head, but that's this the way is the true. sport is, yeah. So I wouldn't be against him winning it. I'd like to see Josh Allen get it. I don't. I don't want to see him get it. I don't think they're going to. I don't want to see him get it. No, you don't think he earned it? Nope. I don't think he earned it. All right. There is a bit of an argument because they had to fire his offensive coordinator halfway through that maybe he... Yeah. 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 No, and that's a good one, too. That is... I mean, you change the guy that tells you how to fucking play, that's going to change some shit, you know? (laughs) Badly. Uh, All right. Well, defensive player of the year... You have Deron Bland, uh, defensive back for the Cowboys. 
I don't have a lot of the how many yards he gave up or any of that stuff, but he did have because nine sadly, interceptions. sadly, defensive stats are really fucking hard to do. Yes. <laughs> uh, but he had nine interceptions on the season with five touchdown returns, which yeah. was an NFL record. Yeah. That's impressive. Um, you've got Miles and Garrett. And two of them he forced and then picked up the ball and returned it. Yeah. Two of them. That's fucking impressive. Yes. You know? When that happens once, that's fucking fun as shit. <laughs> uh, you've got Miles Garrett, 42 tackles, 14 sacks, four forced fumbles. And led a really resurgent Browns defense that yep. was fantastic. Yep. Uh, Micah Parsons, 64 tackles, 14 sacks. TJ Watt, 68 tackles, 19 sacks. And then one that I found interesting, and I, I don't have the final number for this particular percentage thing, but Max Crosby, who had 55 tackles, 14 and a half sacks, and two forced fumbles. And at one point, he had played 98% of the defensive snaps for the season. Like, the man doesn't come off the field. Yeah, yeah. So he is the one I would love to see get it. Really? Ah, oh, so much effort that he gives. Okay. But I think T.J. Watt is probably the one that's going to get it. Yeah, having trouble thinking about that one? It's defensive. Well, it's tough. When you got to think about all the people that are voting on this and what they see, what they pay attention to, and how many of them are like, who? And then looking up stats, like, oh, that's pretty fucking good. That boy good. Well, yeah, but... You take T.J. Watt off that Steelers defense. Oh, that Steelers yeah. team's not making the playoffs. No. Well, they eked in to begin with. You yeah. Know? But, yeah. But without him, yeah. oh, you're yeah. not even yeah. eking in. Yeah, and, and so that's, I mean, that's the conversation about, like, most valuable player is not the same as best player. Yes. Like, yeah, you take T.J. Watt out of their fucking Steelers defense, yeah, they're not fucking going anywhere. Yeah. He is the most valuable defensive player on that team. Absolutely. Know? So who do you think is going to win it? Say Bland. Bland? Yeah. That'd be kind of nice. Because that won't piss off anyone. But didn't he get burned horribly by DK Metcalf <laughs> on Monday Night Football? Everyone has gotten burned horribly <laughs> at some point by DK Metcalf. I know? mean, granted, you're talking about a guy that's like 6'5", 230 pounds. That's like saying pounds, Tom Brady like made the secondary look like a bitch. Of course he did, you know? <laughs> Fair. But I'll, I, th- I, think I'll accept that. I think he's a safe vote. All right. Max Crosby is the one I would like to see it, just because the guy just does not quit, does not stop playing. I, he's a lot of fun to watch because it's almost, it's, I, it's more, I'm not saying he's not a good athlete, but it's the effort. Okay, not based on voting and who votes and how they vote, I want Max Crosby to win it too. Because every, if you go back and watch game tape on him, even if he's fucking pinned under two guys, He's still fucking reaching for whoever the fuck has the ball. He's like, this might help. I don't fucking know. I'm going to fucking, you know. And most guys are like, nope, I'm down. Fuck, I'm out of the play. Yeah. Not fucking Crosby. Unrelenting effort. Yes. Yes. And that should be fucking rewarded more. I agree. Especially defensively. I agree. Especially for the Raiders. You know what? I changed it because of my hope. I want Max Crosby to win it. I'm saying Max Crosby. All right. So, Matt and Ryan going for him. And, yeah. Okay. We then have Offensive Player of the Year. Now, Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, and Dak Prescott are all up for this. But in addition to that, you have C.D. Lamb, who had 135 catches, 1,749 yards, and 12 touchdowns. And Tyreek Hill, who had 119 catches, 1,799 yards, and 13 touchdowns thrown into the mix also. And if you want to hear something really sad, I had both of them on a fantasy team that did not win the championship. (laughs) I mean, I would say... Hands down, it's going to be C.D. Lamb. You think so? Not because he's better, but because his highlight reel is better. 
Mm. And I fucking hate that I'm even thinking this, but I think that's the way most of the voters are going to go. You look at Lamb's highlight reel for this season, and it's fucking fantastic. It is, but this is the award I truly think is the one that McCaffrey's going to get. Think so? Yes. Yeah, I think he's sure. going to get Offensive Player of the Year. I would hope... I think, I think he should. The one I, the one I wish would do it is Tyreek. Because for a while there, he was on a pace that was for oh, almost a 2,000 yeah, yards. Fucking unstoppable. Yeah. But I think McCaffrey, because he's not going to get the MVP, they will give him the offensive as a... Sorry about that, but here's this award. Has anyone ever won Both? offensive... I don't know. And Super Bowl MVP? I don't know. I'd have to look into that one. And again, it's a business. It so is. Things happen for business senses as well. Absolutely. I mean, like, you know, if you look at... The first 10, 12 games of the season, how could you not say Tariq Hill? How could you not yeah. say Tariq Hill? But then, at the, then it is a recency bias. So who had the better end of the season? Yep, yep. So it's kind of hard to make yep. some of these choices. Even though they say, like, no, no, it's only regular season. No, it's fucking yeah. not. There's you know? a recency bias yeah. in it. <laughs> Absolutely. They're going to hold against what the guys that made the playoffs, how they looked in the playoffs. Yep. Which is why Lamar Jackson might have a little... Smudge I, I would like him. to see it. I, I would agree. Like, but again, because the way they lost, and because he didn't do enough to try to get them the win. I don't know, man. It's tough. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year, Jameer Gibbs, 945 yards rushing and 10 touchdowns, 52 catches for 316 yards and a touchdown. His teammate, Sam Laporta, 86 oh, catches for 889 yards and 10 touchdowns. They should both get Offensive Rookie and this of the was Year. And this was a oh. top four... T- rookie tight end of all time production. It is rookie year. Yeah. It is rookie this is, year. This is Mike Ditka, Jeremy Shockey, and I don't remember who the third one was, and Sam Laporta. Uh, then you have Puka Nakua, who I think set a, re- set a record for rookie receptions yep. and yards. Yep. Had 105 catches, 1,486 yards, and six touchdowns. You then have Bijan Robinson, 976 yards rushing, four touchdowns, 58 catches, 487 yards, and four touchdowns. Yep. And then the one that I think is going to win it, C.J. Stroud. 4,108 yards passing, 23 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, and got his team the AFC South Championship and got to the playoffs, managed to win a game. I, I'm not saying that I think he's going to get it because I think he's the most deserving. They're all he's, worthy, worthy. Quarterbacks always win these goddamn awards. But rookie of the year quarterback for mm-hmm. the Houston Texans... Mm-hmm. That no one fucking saw coming except for the Houston Texans front office. Well, certainly not the Carolina Panthers. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, you fucked up, yeah. Oh, my God. Like As a Bears fan, thank you for DJ Moore, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and for the first pick. I don't know what we're going to do with it, but shit. <laughs> and, like, I've been watching football for goddamn years. I'm fucking old, you know? I have never seen an offensive rookie class that has such goddamn power players. The thing that bothers me the I most is the Bears fan. I've on the it's same team. Two of them, the the Lions crushed this draft. Yep. And they got yep. a lot of shit for it, if you remember the draft. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jameer yeah. Gibbs. What? You could have gotten yeah. him in the second round. Jack Campbell, Another tight end. a Jack linebacker. Campbell, what the fuck? You could have gotten him in the second round. <laughs> second round. Branch, you could have gotten him. And they just keep talking about how you, you could have gotten these players at the other times. Yep. Yep. Oh, wait, look. They're all basically the best at their position for their fucking yep. rookie year. Yep. The, a lot of draft pundits owe the Lions a huge apology 
They'll never get it. Oh, they will never say it. They'll they never, never say it. They'll never admit, admit it. it. Yeah. But they owe him an apology. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, and Puka Nakua, I think the Rams, this is going to be this is an interesting theory monster. I have here. Yeah. They need to trade all their draft picks for nothing but fifth rounders. Because that's when they hit? Yes. Kyron Williams, their running back. It's his second year. Drafted in the fifth, fifth round. round. Yeah. This year, and they, can actually, they actually have footage of it where, they're, where the Rams are about to pick the fifth round. I'm like, oh, yes, we're going to crush this. And like, Puka Nakua, like, you have that kind of feeling about your fifth round pick. No one has that feeling about their no. fifth round pick. For the but most part, like, there's shit after round yeah, three. They're like yeah. high-fiving <laughs> each other about their fifth round pick. Everyone's like, what? And then he just produces. Yep, yep. Yeah, apparently if you are a uh, a wideout that can be featured in a Sean McVay offense, you are going to do lots yep, of good things. Because yep. it was kind of like having a... If you watch like the footage of like the practice stuff and like the things the wide receivers do, you could tell Cooper Cup is a much more refined wide receiver. But man, to have two guys that can produce like that... Yep. Oh, it really led to the Rams' resurgence this year. Oh, it was fascinating. Oh. Um, so, who would I like to see this? Honestly, I would like to see Puka win it. Because it's just cool. It's a fifth round pick. It's the it's the really cool one. Like, this kid isn't supposed to do this. Jameer Gibbs is wait, supposed wait. to produce. Does it matter if Brock Purdy wins MVP? Oh. If they're like, oh, these late round guys, I don't know. Mm. We can't have two of them. I think it'd actually be a lot cooler if they both did. If Purdy got MVP and Puka Nakua got Rookie of the Year, and it's like, okay, this guy's in his second year. He was the last pick in the draft. This guy was a fifth-round pick. That'd be pretty sweet. That's something they could be like, look, this is why we televise every round of the draft. Yep, yep. So you can see these guys getting yep. picked. Kind of fascinating, I think. If, and this is, if, if I was in charge of voting, I would say, okay, if you could build a team, which one would you want from this season? Mm-hmm. How could it not be Pukanukua? I mean, I fucking love Jamar Gibbs and Sam Laporta. Fucking love both of them. Mm-hmm. But impact on a goddamn team, your rookie season. If you don't watch football, or if you're if you're a casual football watcher and you happen to watch a Rams game, you're like, oh, this 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 Nasua guy is pretty good. Right? You would have no fucking clue he was a rookie. I don't know who this Pook Nukem guy is, yeah, but he's, he's awesome. Right? <laughs> you would have no fucking clue. He was so goddamn dynamic. Yeah. Fucking great. Did like, not look like a rookie at all. I don't see how he doesn't win it. I don't I yeah. don't see how and he listen, doesn't. I know? listen to fantasy podcasts all off season. Yeah, yeah. I he wasn't even on my radar. And that's fucking tragic. Oh, yeah. I feel dumb. I'm gonna have to find some different ones to listen to, I think. <sighs> okay. Defensive rookie of the year. We have Jalen Carter. He that could have been the number one pick if it wasn't for character concerns. Yeah, yeah. Uh thirty three tackles and six sacks. You might say that doesn't sound like much. A defensive tackle, that's a pretty good rookie yeah, year. Yeah. It's hard to get a lot of sacks in the interior line. You got Will Anderson Jr. from the Texans with 45 oh, tackles and 7 sacks. I'm biased, but I like him a lot. You got Joey Porter Jr., and the stats don't say a whole lot because he only had 32 tackles and he only had one interception. But the stats don't say everything about defensive backs and how you don't throw towards them because they're that yep, good. Yep. Also, that one hurts because the Steelers got that pick from the... Chase Claypool trade for the Bears, so... That worked out well, right? Ouch. <laughs> you know what? It sucked. It was a bad, bad hey, beat. Hey. But you know what? I'd rather go down swinging and trying to do yep. better the team. Yep. Um, you also have, as I just said about Jalen Carter, this one's pretty fascinating. Kobe Turner, defensive tackle for the Rams. 
57 tackles, 9 sacks, lining up next to Aaron Donald, did him a lot of favors. And then you have Devin Witherspoon, defensive back for, uh, I believe, the Seahawks, who had 79 tackles and 3 interceptions. So, I will be honest with you. I thought when they drafted Devin Witherspoon, I think he was the fifth pick, I was like, oh, man, him and Tariq Woolen. That's going to be fascinating next year. Woolen had a really down year, though. He did not improve over his rookie year. Witherspoon was legitimately great. Could be coaching. Very well could, could be. be. Yeah. Hey, then we'll find out because they're gonna have all new coaches next yep, year. Yep. Yep. Seattle's in a weird fucking year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, for this one, the early favorite for this was Jalen Carter. He was wrecking shop yeah. early in the season. The the Eagles it, it defense went, it was consistent afterwards. Yes. Yeah. The Eagles defense kind of got run through by the end of the year, but that was more about Again, their defensive backfield than anything else. Losing the coordinator that knew how to fucking run that defense. Yeah. yeah. Well, lost a lot of interesting players too that were very good yeah, in the yeah. offseason too. Um. For me, I'm. I would like to see Kobe Turner just because it'd be kind of if the Rams managed to get the offensive rookie of the year and the defensive rookie of the year, it'd be kind of cool, kind of like last year with the Jets. Oh, they did do it, like yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like that's going to count against them. Probably, we can't do it two years in right. a row. Uh, for that reason, Devin Witherspoon is one I'd like to see. I would like to see Porter. Yeah, um, he's. He's not electrifying. He's never going to be the guy that, like... He's not the defensive, like, T.J. Watt. He's not a Sam Donald. He's not He's not going to the flash guys, but, like, he seems really fucking smart. Yes. Well, he's really fucking smart. Well, Joey Porter Jr. Yeah, well, that, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Joey Porter I mean, was an excellent linebacker. He was probably seven line... learning yeah. those. Yeah. He was an excellent <laughs> linebacker for the Steelers. His son's an excellent <laughs> defensive back. But, like, you know, like... And again, it should be a given. If you're a fucking defensive lineman, you do your best to get to the QB to cause trouble to block those holes. But you're always watching that ball to yep. fucking pick your hand. Also, up. yeah, the tackles you know? and the sacks for defensive linemen it says a lot, but it doesn't say everything. Oh God, no! Because a lot no, of that no. is yeah. it. What's the pressure? Did There's you get no like, on interference the on the play stat. Yeah. yeah. How many yeah. times were you Did held? Did you tip a ball? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you shit. Know? <laughs> right? yeah. That that should be included. I, I, mean, I agree. Hey, I could do that shit now. Mm-hmm. You know. So, but like, I, I like watching him play. Yes. So I'm picking him. Yeah. All right. Um. Coach of the year. This, this one's fucking, fucking great. This is Dan hard, Campbell, though. twelve and five, first place in the North. Managed to get to the NFC Championship game. John Harbaugh, thirteen and four, first place in the AFC. D'Amico Ryan's ten and seven, first place in the AFC South, and got a playoff win. Yep. With a rookie quarterback that and no a team, one expected a team that them. was the front runner to have the first pick in the draft this year, which yep. would have, would have been kind of sad for them because yep. then it would have been traded to the Cardinals. Yep. Uh, you then have been wasted. I know. <laughs> then you have Kyle Shanahan, twelve and five, first first place in the NFC, and Kevin Stefanski, eleven and six with the Browns, and doing this with. Well, let's see. They had he who shall not be named that likes massages. They Didn't had need him. Dorian Thompson Robinson or whatever yeah, his name was. Name was yeah. They had some other. I don't remember. <laughs> they had a third quarterback, and then they finally brought Flacco in and just kept winning. Yeah, yeah. got so, into the fucking playoffs. To me. D'Amico Ryans and Kevin Stefanski yeah, are the ones I would yeah. like to see get this. I think Dan Campbell has a legitimate argument also. And it's nothing against John Harbaugh and, and Kyle Shanahan, but I think that there's a little bit of the the fresh blood type thing yep. in these awards, I think does have more of a pull with the coach of the year. Because like Matt Nagy, when he had his great one year with the Bears where he actually got a winning record, 
got it because this is his first year. So, yeah, coach of the year. So D'Amico Ryan's first of all for his age, for a rookie quarterback starting, all those young players they had yep, to start. Yep. I, I he's the one I would like to see get it. I want to see him get it. The only reason I don't want to see him get it is because Lovey Smith built the culture of that team. I and really he, think he did too. And he was just Ryan's was just good enough to carry on with that culture, yep. you know. And that's not a knock against D'Amico Ryan's. No. I think he's a fantastic coach. I, I think the fact that Lovey Smith is not working as a coach in the NFL right now is one shameful. of the shameful, shameful. things. Yep. And if he wouldn't have won that last game that cost them that fucking pick last year, they wouldn't have fucking had C.J. Stroud. No. They would not have had C.J. Stroud, which made their goddamn season. Yep. So fuck management. Yep. I agree. But, I mean, he deserves it. He deserves it. Stefanski deserves it. Yeah, both of them deserve it, so it's really hard to pick If it's not one of them two, I'll be fucking pissed. Yes. If it's one of them two, I don't give a shit which one it is. Yep. You know, one of those two has to fucking get it. All right. The last one for the play, uh, for the, uh, the uh, well, there's assistant coach of the year. I'm not a big fan of that one. But comeback player of the year. That one's fine. Tua Tagovailoa. After all those concussions, not bad. Matthew Stafford, coming back from injury, having a great year this year. Yeah, yeah. Baker Mayfield, deservedly on this list. Damar Hamlin, because he's alive, I guess. I know that was a joke for like the last six weeks. I can't believe he fucking made the list. I know. Like, come on, NFL. Come on. Come on. Like he, I, It's great that he's alive. Don't get me wrong here. It's absolutely great he's alive. He didn't do anything. He didn't. Just oh. because you made the team doesn't make... He had, like, one cool punt return all season long. Yeah. Like, come on, you know? But then the one that's really interesting is Joe Flacco. I love that one. Yeah. I love that one, Like, though. it's it's crazy because out of this, like, I'm like, oh, it's definitely got to be one of the quarterbacks, and I'm down to Joe Flacco, Baker Mayfield, and Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford we've seen produce before, so... Yeah. It's kind of tough with that one. So I'm really kind of down to Baker and Flacco. But Stafford's like, we knew he was capable. We knew he was capable. He yep. needed the right team. He needed the right management. He needed the right coaching. Yep. And it didn't happen in, in Detroit, you know? Yep. And he was fucking great this season. Fantastic yep. this season, yep. you know? Like on a team that, as we've said many times before, is still paying off that credit card debt for the Super Bowl win. Yes. You know? And they are. <laughs> but Baker Mayfield's resurgence was so fucking fun to watch. It was. And I really hope it can continue because he only signed a one-year contract. Yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming Tampa really Bay wants smart. to sign him again. I can't imagine they wouldn't. I hope it goes to Baker Mayfield. My gut tells me they're going to give it to Stafford. Uh, that's kind of brutal. And I'm a Stafford fan. I like Stafford. But I think it should go not to him. Right. <laughs> I, I I have to agree. I, I think that the, for the comeback, Flacco definitely is deserving, but he didn't play the whole season. That's the thing. It was so fun to watch. Yeah. And it Baker, was, oh. from the beginning of it, we're like, oh my God, they're going to be, oh, they're not so bad. And he's kind of, oh, wishy-washy, meh, almost yeah. season because they're NFC South. Yeah. But he won what he had to. Beat the Eagles in the playoffs, too. Yeah. I think he'd be a great one for it. All right. I brought up, I looked up three things today because uh, I just thought it was kind of interesting because after watching the 49ers-Lions game, and then afterwards you could find videos all over the place cherry-picking some very poor effort by Chase Young. <laughs> uh, that's not to say he didn't have plays that he made. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there was come some very bad effort on some of the plays. So I wanted to look at the, the three biggest mid-season trades that occurred. Now, one was Leonard Williams from the Giants to Seattle, and the Giants got back a 2024 second and a 2025 fifth. And got one of their largest contracts off their payroll. So that's kind of nice. That was a good Giants move. Uh, and he so didn't, for Seattle. didn't end up doing a whole lot for Seattle. No? 
Um, had four sacks, had a pretty decent amount of tackles, but it didn't have a, the, the impact I thought it would for them. They were um, looking for immediate impact, and it did not fucking happen. Yes. Chase Young went to the 49ers for a third-round draft pick, had five sacks for them. Again, he's got flash plays. The every-down consistency, still not there with yeah, him. Yeah, he's, he's not the guy for me. No. Yep. And then the guy that the... Because I am a Bears fan. I pay attention to a lot of Bear, Bears web fan sites you and are? things. You are? You're a Bears fan? I am. Oh. And uh, all the Bears fans are like clamoring, saying, wait a minute, they got Chase Young for a third, and we paid a second for Montez Sweat? And I was sitting there going... I see nothing wrong with Montez Sweat. Uh, I have no problem with this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he ended up leading us in sacks. He'd already led the Commanders in sacks. First, by the end of the season, he was still the sacks leader for the, for the Commies. It's the first time ever a guy has led two teams in sacks That's in a season. That's so fucking sad. <laughs> that is so sad. It's sad on both fronts. First of all, how bad our pass rush was before he got there. And secondly, how bad the defensive line for the, the commies missed him once oh he was God. gone. Um, yeah, so yeah, we signed him to a, long, a large contract, and we had to give him the, yeah, we suck bonus. And yeah. he got a little more year than I yeah. would have expected. But his arrival coincided right with our defense taking a big Starting step up. Starting to fucking do it, yeah. 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 So, like, I I actually went back and looked at the grades that ESPN gave these immediately. Oh. And they gave the Bears an F. Like, why are you, you... Okay, you just did another Chase Claypool trade was actually what one of them said. That's only... That's why, though. Because it came right off the heels of that. Yeah, you just traded yeah. another second-round pick? Yeah. What is wrong with you? And then he's immediately a massive producer for us. Yep. There's going to be a linchpin on our defense now. Well, that's the people also going like, you need to get rid of Fields. You got to get rid of Fields. Yeah, we do not. You need to draft a quarterback with this early first round pick. You know, I like all season long. You know, it's going to be so loud for the next couple months. This is not too. me. This is the pundit speaking. No, I yeah. agree. <laughs> I agree. And, and it, we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> uh, the other thing I want to talk about real fast before we get into a few of the interesting off season uh, news and notes I'd like to discuss. Is the new coaches, and who we think is in the best position to I'm do well? Because there's eight new head coaches. Antonio Pierce was named; he's no longer interim. He is the head coach for the Raiders. Jared Mayo, new head coach for the Pats. Dan Quinn was signed by the the Commanders. He had previously head coach with Atlanta, got him to the Super Bowl, where they lost a twenty-eight to three lead. Uh, sorry, Matt Ryan, but that number will never escape you. Nope. Uh, Brian Callahan to the Titans. He was the Bengals OC. Kind of a rough spot to be in. I don't know what Will Levis really is. They don't have a whole lot. I don't think that King Henry's going to be back on that team. So it's kind of a weird spot to jump into. Raheem Morris to Atlanta. If they get a quarterback, that team can be changed pretty fast. I like him in Atlanta. And he also brought uh, the uh, Rams OC, who granted doesn't call play call, call plays, but understands the McVay system is bringing that offense to Atlanta with him. Which is interesting, considering Shanahan was a offensive coordinator <laughs> there, and it's basically the same coaching thing. Uh, Dave Canales, Carolina, was Tampa Bay's OC uh, last year. The year before that, he was the quarterbacks coach for Seattle. Did a great job with Geno Smith. Uh, Mike McDonald to the Seahawks was Baltimore's DC, and of course Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers. I find Jim Harbaugh to be one where everyone's going to say this is the big awesome oh, move, yeah, and yeah. everyone's making it that way already. But of the other ones. I know he already had the job, but I think keeping Antonio Pierce as the head coach was a great move by the Raiders. He's very smart. Like, they were not bad. They were better than anyone expected. Maybe yep. besides them. Yeah. You know? Especially once they got rid of McDaniels. Yeah. Like, they, yep. the, the, the level of play increase when they finally had a coach they believed in yep. was shocking. Oh, I, I think Raiders' front office was, like, finally looking at memes of, of McDaniels, like, 
oh, this guy's awful? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he can only win when he cheats? What? Yeah. Th- these are real? <laughs> Wait. Wait, Antonio Pierce just gave a speech that got the entire team fired up, and then McDaniel said, don't ever talk shit about the Pats again <laughs> yeah, to him? No. <laughs> Why would you care? That's not the team you coach anymore. Why do you, do you give a shit? How do you have nepotism towards non-family? What the fuck is this? It's so <laughs> weird. Oh, so, yeah, I, the, I was curious what you think. It's, Antonio Pierce, to me, is the most interesting of that. And the Raheem Morris one I find fascinating. The Jim Harbaugh one, it's going to get a lot of play all offseason. I don't know who he's bringing in for offensive coordinator. Are they keeping Kellen Moore? I mean, maybe Harbaugh can, like, get back into them, like, make them do the things that they're capable of doing. Mm-hmm. But how much influence does he have, again, on the front office, on the choices they make, on yep. the draft picks they want you to make? I don't I don't see it happening. And they're in salary cap hell. Yeah. They're like $80 million over oh, yeah. the cap, which yeah. means they're probably going to have to get rid of two to three of their high-paying players. Now, some of them are aging out or injury issues. Mike Williams, a wide receiver, is constantly injured. It makes sense to cut him. Yeah. Keenan Allen would hurt to cut, but he gets hurt a lot yeah. these days. But you also want him to produce. Yes. I mean, he because can't do it like he used to. If you take to, all right? those rest of Justin Herbert, he's already probably not going to have Eckler back. Yeah. I mean, but again, in that division, like, how do you, how do you not tank on purpose to fucking get some good picks? That's a good question. I, I don't know. You know, like, like, when do you fucking reach that point of like, you know what? None of this is working. We need a real rebuild. But it doesn't start with fucking hiring Harbaugh. No. I'm like, no. Why? You know. I, he could change a culture. Maybe at college levels, and he did for the 49ers, But it was also about Briefly, a lot of and, very good players yeah, being drafted. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. It's it's so, Herbert can't do it without wide receivers. You have to cut a lot of salary from this team. Yeah. You, and you're still paying Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack a lot. Not to mention Derwin James. Which you need to. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But. I mean, I, I kind of see them, and it's not as, well, not as bad because the caliber of the players. But, like, it's not quite the Barry Switzer taking over the Cowboys. But it's pretty fucking close. Like, you don't have all those winning pieces in place. You're just hoping he can take these pieces that might have something good and turn them into winning pieces. Yeah. Like, I don't see that happening. Like, that transition from college to the NFL was like, the players don't have to do a fucking thing for you if they don't want to. Yeah. They fucking don't. They're adults. They are fucking professional athletes. Like... The other it's thing not is, the fucking same. The Broncos were playing better at the end of the season. I'm not sure. We'll get it. I was going to ask a question in a few minutes here uh, about them. Uh, the Raiders were playing far better at the end of the season. Yeah. And the Chiefs are not going anywhere. But they're not playing better. Good enough to win. Is that yeah. the same as they were two years ago? True, but yeah. they could end up being Super Bowl champs nonetheless, which is pretty oh, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Oh, that division <laughs> is still fuck all. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking awesome. Uh, another thing I find interesting is Dak Prescott only has one year left on his contract. His salary cap hit is something like $55 million this year. Um, so they need to consider... You can't trade him. You have no quarterback that's going to produce like yeah. that. What's the future like in Dallas? There's also the fact, though, that once he reaches the playoffs, he doesn't really produce the same. What kind of contract are they going to give him? Like, And last time... The other thing is... The things in his contract that are tough, they can't franchise him. Yeah, written yep. into his contract. Yep. There's a no trade clause in his yep. contract. He would have to give them like, the okay. He's in complete control. Yeah, yep. they have no leverage. Yep, 
going into these contract talks. That sounds really familiar. Who did Tony Romo used to be a quarterback for? <laughs> Had a very similar contract before they didn't fucking do anything. Yeah. Like, who knows? Maybe this summer Jerry Jones dies? I doubt it. And everything changes. <laughs> That's the picture of Dorian Gray, man. There, you think Jerry Jones is ugly. You should see the picture. Reference. You should see the picture in his closet. <laughs> it's a picture of him. You think a you think a brutal sea hag is ugly already? <laughs> like honestly, and like, I mean, the season Dak had that was an amazing season. Yep, it was fantastic. Went from leading the league in interceptions down to hold on, I wrote it down. Well, Josh Allen kind of helps that out. But <laughs> well, yeah, but he only had nine interceptions to go with thirty-six touchdowns. Yep. He had a lot better year this year. He had a great season. I fucking hate the Cowboys. If you've ever listened or watched the show, you know, fucking hate the Cowboys. He had a good fucking season. Yep. But he's not young. No. But he can get another four or five years easy. But his rushing is no longer. Oh, no, no, no. no, That that, that leg injury he had a couple years ago, he hasn't been the same running the ball since. He can still hobble a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like, and what step you, out of bounds right before he reaches the end zone. What do you do with that? If he comes back, he's like, you know what? I want four year, eighty million. Oh, he wants more. Oh, eighty a year. Yeah. Well, he won't get that. But four years, probably fifty a year. I could see him wanting. And, and at, at the going rate for quarterbacks, he might get actually come to the table and want more. But then they just look a little further south down I ten or uh, no, ninety I ten up I, down to Houston. Down to, down to Houston. <laughs> you know, I'm like. I haven't lived in Texas for too long. They drive like 95 hours like, to get to Houston. Wait, wait, that that Stroud guy, how much is he getting paid? Yeah, you know? those rookie contracts, <laughs> man. Yeah, I just think it's interesting. Like, there's so much already that they have to deal with because yeah. it is Dallas. Now they got to find a new uh, defensive coordinator, too. I don't know if they're going to do that from within or not. I think they need a new head coach. <sighs> they're keeping him. I know they are, but it's because he works well with Jerry Jones. Yeah. And, like, that never works out. In the history of Dallas, you know? I know. So, Broncos fan, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. what's going to happen with Russell Wilson? Not a fucking clue. No? Not a fucking clue. Because they benched him because they didn't want to have him get injured because they wanted to get rid of some thing in his contract that stated that if he got yep. injured, uh, he was doing other like $35 million yep. or something. If he is healthy as of March, which is a weird fucking time period. Right. But it makes sense financially. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we, we, we've, we've, we've scooted under that cap hit. Yep. What's next? Yeah. Nobody fucking wants him. That's the problem. You just bench him and fucking pay that goddamn money? The problem, yeah, because you say, well, trade him. That contract is massive. And the ca- and that, an that, amazing agent. And yeah. the cap hit is brutal. Like we're yep. talking up to seventy million in one, and the dead cap hit oh, yeah. should they actually get rid of him? Yep. Is like, do you eat that? Because your team is going to be hot shit. Yep. And I mean that in a bad way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like hot, stanky, humid day where it's not drying up, and you just have to smell it the whole day. Why would you just sit there and smell it? The I don't whole know. Day? I'm just trying to think of how bad <laughs> Russell Wilson's contract is horrible, man. Um, and like he is a serviceable quarterback. Under the right system. And he did... Well, he definitely improved this year. Yes. But he's not the quarterback they want. No. And he's not the quarterback that I want. He's not the quarterback Peyton want, uh, Sean Payton wants. I oh, think that's God probably no. one of the more important factors yep, here. Yep. Even though he said, if I was coaching that team, I could make him a winner again. 
there was your chance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see, in like reality, I see them next year, him still being the starting quarterback, them doing about the same they did this year, um, maybe coming in second in the conference, missing the playoffs by a game and a half. Mm-hmm. Do you think he will be the quarterback next year? I do. Yeah. I don't want that. But Man. the money he's going to cost them to not fucking play? Well, the same question could be asked with the Browns. Yeah. Oh, they're Deshaun fun. Watson did not produce that well while he was playing. And Joe Flacco stuck stepped in shit. out of nowhere. Yeah. And has said now he would still like to play some more in yeah. the NFL. Yeah. I don't know what kind of contract he could bring him back on. And would he be willing to be Deshaun Watson's backup? Because can you have the backup making, whatever, 50, 60 a year guaranteed? Yeah. For the next, now it's five years? I think he has three years left on it. Just three? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this was the second year, so yeah, five, three okay. years left. Oh, yeah, because the first year didn't really count. Yeah, because yeah. it was only yeah. a million salary because they knew he was going to get suspended yep. and did him a favor yeah. and made his cap hit absolutely awful for them. So I, I find both of those situations to be interesting, to say the least, because the teams they have around them, the Broncos need some more offensive pieces, I think, but their defense is pretty good yep. outside of that Miami game. But how shitty their offense has been... Is just demoralizing that amazing defense. Absolutely. Oh my god. I mean, like literally, like the last two years, like last year when the Broncos were garbage, like that, you know, oh, you know, four more points they would have won. Five more points they would have won. Like, you know, within like a five point margin, they would have been like thirteen fucking wins. Mm-hmm. The defense can't take that three years in a row. Mm-hmm. Two years in a row was fucking tough. Three years, not going to fucking happen, you know? And they're just wasting that defense. And I don't see Russell Wilson really being the most liked locker room guy. And that's the thing, like, your quarterback doesn't have to be the captain, and he is not their captain, but you need a quarterback that can captain a team. Mm -hmm. You need that person that gives a shit about the team, Mm -hmm. what they're doing, to fucking hang out with your goddamn teammates. To where they could actually call you to and not have to them go your through your agent. phone number? No shit. When I found <laughs> out that last year, Jesus fucking Russ. Yeah. What the fuck? You He's know? got some issues, man. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, if Scotty was here, I'd love to hear his take, but do you think the Giants draft a quarterback this year or do you think they draft a wide receiver or a lineman or something to help out the guys they got? <sighs> fuck it. They can take Russ Wilson. <laughs> They're really big on spending money on shit they don't really need. They need a goddamn quarterback, you know? I mean, they're paying Daniel Jones 160 over four. He can warm that bench really nicely. Yeah, no yep. kidding. What a Everybody situation. knew he was not the answer. Yeah. Everybody on the planet, except for people that signed yeah. that check. Everybody knew that Saquon Barkley was actually the engine for that offense, mm-hmm. and yet he's the one yeah. that got the one-year yeah. $11 million. And that's what worries me about the Giants. Like, he got abused this year because he mm-hmm. was the only guy. The only guy, you yeah. know? Which makes me think they should draft a wide receiver. I just yeah. don't know if they will. Yeah, they should. Yeah, like or maybe, Neighbors or the uh, Romo Dunze, whatever his name is, yeah, from Washington, yeah, yeah. Would be, both would be a nice fit on their team. Or pay attention to the rest of the NFL and how well they're using tight ends and fucking get oh. one of those. Oh, are they, are they paying, are they not paying Waller enough? Oh, they're fucking paying him enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other thing that's going on right now that I'm having to hear a lot about is uh, Colin Coward saying that Caleb Williams doesn't want to be a bear. Yeah, of course, Caleb Williams' team is calling him like, hey, hey. We never said that. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of nice to see Colin Coward have to eat his words and go back on something. Because rarely does he admit to doing that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But I still say, and I realize there are Bears fans who disagree with me, I still say Fields is not the problem. Luke Getze was a big problem. Lack of anyone outside of Komet and more to throw to. Cause, yeah, yeah. Man, Mooney did not have a good year. The third, fourth, and fifth wideouts. I mean, Equinemius St. Brown is a great blocking wide receiver. Oh. Problem is, when he's in the game, everyone knows the ball's not going his way. Yeah, yeah. Because he can't catch for shit. And I, I still just say, trade that pick. Go back to like two, pick two or three. Get Marvin Harrison. Use your second pick on offensive lineman or defensive lineman, and just continue building. As not a Bears fan, I would 100 percent agree. Right. Yep, yep. Because by the way, if all these teams are so interested in trading for Justin Fields, why are they so interested in trading for mm-hmm. him if he's the issue? Yep, yep. It makes no sense to me these arguments that I hear. But it'll be a whole off season when we get to listen to that fun stuff. <laughs> uh, also interesting to me this week that I just fa- thought I'd bring up um, the Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson did interview with the commies did not get the job uh, apparently the commies ownership didn't think he interviewed well and he thought the commies ownership were a little too uh, egotistical about their NFL knowledge and football knowledge um, so it was a both of them saying no thank you and he is going back to the Lions for no. a second straight year where he, it was supposed to be Possible That's head coach material. That's good, though. I agree. For the Lions, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Jared Goff is probably just ecstatic right now. Because <laughs> that man does a lot of things to put him in good positions to produce well. Yeah. And that offensive line is really good, too. And they have a lot of weapons. So he can really do some good there. And this, I mean, this goes back to, like, I mean, we talked about this before. Usually in the offseason, like, if you're a coordinator... Even if you're like, you know, a special teams coach, a quarterback's coach, if you are so goddamn great at that job, what's what's the impetus to like, no, I want to be a head coach? So if you're a quarterback's coach, I want to be a coordinator. If you're a coordinator, oh, I want to be a head coach. Mm-hmm. Like, what's so wrong about being fucking amazing at what you're fucking amazing at? Just do that. So... Yeah, because like I think Vic Fangio is at that point. I think he's an example. He tried being a head coach. I think he's a pile of garbage. <laughs> well, that's because he wasn't a very very good head coach for y'all. Your defense was not bad under him, though. This is true. This is um, true. And I, I realized that the the he and the Dolphins weren't a good fit. I think the fact that he wanted to leave that job, wanted to move back to the Northeast, be closer to family. That stuff matters. Yes, yes. I can see that kind of stuff. And yeah. The fact that he was so willing to leave and the, the Dolphins are like, fine, and then the Eagles are like, we would love to have you. It's a great move by the Eagles. Yeah, and like I think he can fit in there pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he is an example of one of those coaches that seems to realize, this is what I do well. Like, oh, yeah, I shouldn't have done this. Well, yeah. So, I don't know. Like some, some people are ready to be that CEO that just oversees everything. Some people are just better having their hands deep into help coaching the players and creating schemes and things yeah. of that sort. It's just But at some point, like, you think about like the great minds of NFL coaching, like no no, there was something that they did that, well not something. There's a thousand things that they did that they could do on a daily basis that made them fantastic head coaches. Mm-hmm. And then there's quarterback coaches that have been floating around the league for thirty years that have only been quarterback coaches. And they're goddamn amazing at that. Mm-hmm. And that's all they do. They're like, nope, this is what I'm great at. This is what I love to do. I've won multiple Super Bowls doing this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep doing fucking this. Like, 
How is that a bad thing? Well, it's kind of like the uh, the defense coordinator for the Chiefs, Steve Spagnola. He was a head coach for the Giants for a while. Yeah, yeah. He likes being a defensive coordinator, apparently. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with being an excellent defensive Fuck coordinator. Fuck no, there isn't. Yeah. That man will have a job forever. Yep. So, just like, thoughts. I mean, just keep doing that. Which is yeah. interesting because it takes me into my just the worst for this no, week. No. <laughs> Number one is that the uh, the Raiders were going to sign Cliff Kingsbury to be mm-hmm. their offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And I'm not against them doing that. I think his offense, he needs to make adjustments to the NFL because like, he never does motion or anything of that sort. So it's the defense just gets to line up and be like, all right, there's not going to be anybody moving. We don't get to show that we're in man-to-man or in zone. This is great. Um, but he backs out of it after almost signing, and now he's apparently going to be the commies offensive coordinator. Yeah. So is he thinking they're going to get Caleb Williams? I don't know what's going on here because he coached him at USC. Yeah, yeah. And then we have the Raiders then falling back on their second pick. Apparently, Luke Getze is going to be signing to be their offensive coordinator after being the offensive coordinator for the Bears. They could not get all the talent out of Justin Fields, but somehow the Raiders think he's the right pick. I don't understand this move by the Raiders. I, after I applaud the Antonio Pierce one, I don't truly understand this one. Like, what do they see? I don't know. Maybe they're looking at it and saying, well, they're, if they're looking at plays and saying, Jesus, this guy's wide open, this guy's wide open, and they're saying it Fields just didn't throw him the ball. I guess that's one thing, but isn't that also on that coach to properly coach the player? That's a weird one, though. Isn't it? I I could see him going back to being a a positional coach and not being an offensive coordinator for a couple years and then getting another chance. I'm just kind of amazed the minute he gets let go, within two weeks he has another job as an offensive coordinator. It's kind of amazing to me. Because we were not great at anything this past season. The year before, we were very high up in rushing offense. It was very much helped out by the fact that Justin Fields had over a thousand rushing yards as well. So I just I don't understand it for the Raiders. That's a weird one. Mm-hmm. I know because like you think about like, I so like a, a normal non NFL job or non professional athletes sports interview. Mm-hmm. Like okay, what have you done? What can you do? Like what's what's your what's your culture that you're bringing? What's your attitude? You know, mm-hmm. but with like professional sports, you're like, we have a thousand hundred billion hours of tape mm-hmm. of what you do. And like, do they see players just not responding to what he wanted them to do? Maybe. I find it very fascinating. I, I don't understand it huh. quite, but it is what it is. And just because of the, the fact that Kingsbury hemmed and hawed and then backed out of the job, I call that my just the worst this week. Uh-oh. Kingsbury always strikes me as they... Uh... And I went to Texas Tech, by the way. I'm a fan of Kingsbury. He he was a great quarterback for us. I'm glad he had a great career for us. I think he can be a very good college coach. I don't think that offense works in the pros. They've tried to do this offense in the, in the pros before. It works for about half the season... Everyone catches on to what the different offensive players are doing because you're never changing their positions on the field. And by the second half of the season, they're shutting you down. Kingsbury, and this this is no disrespect to Texas Tech. That's fine. Um, He is a stock trader pretending to be a coach. He sees the gains and he goes for them. He sees the losses and he bets against them. He doesn't actually do anything. 
That's interesting. Does that make any sense? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what would you say you do here? I know. I know. I mean, don't get me wrong. Listen, the guys had success at the college level as an offensive coordinator. And, you know, yes, USC didn't have the best season this year like they were hoping for, but their defense was one of the worst in the NCAA. The interior offensive line was so bad that basically the minute Caleb Williams got the ball, he was running. Because okay. he had to be running. No such thing as college defense. They were like, like over, like they were ranked in the hundreds. <laughs> There's only 122 teams in the NCAA. Oh. I, I let me look it up. I believe they were in the. <laughs> oh man, he was just below Texas State. Yeah, <laughs> or like Mississippi uh, Southern, or you know. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to uh, you, talk about your just the worst while I look this up. So am I just the worst? And uh, I really hope you haven't seen this before. I have not, I don't think. So we always talk about, usually, I mean, our all-time just the worst are just the broadcasters. Always. Absolutely. Because they're goddamn awful. Aaron Andrews should be up in the booth. Call Put her the in the booth. Game. Uh, Chris Collinsworth, who, if you only watch football casually, you might not know that he used to be a wide receiver. And uh, I believe this is during his second year as a wide receiver in the NFL. He had an interview. Really? I think probably... Playing from iPhone, 117. I walk around with $100 bills hanging out of my pockets usually and uh, try and give it my best shot because before I ever made any money, it was pretty much uh, big nothings bill. I like girls that aren't too bright because you can trick them a little bit. What? all love me. That's, Just those are my big girls and... Uh, high school girls love me. You're 14 to 18, I'm a big star with them. As soon as they, you know, as soon as they mature, after about 18 years old, they start figuring out that, wait a minute, I know there's better than that out there, you know, but that most people don't take me very seriously at all, you know, and I, I can't understand why. So Chris, why do you... 14 wow. to 18, I like, because they're pretty dumb and haven't figured shit out. In case you didn't hear what was just said, that was a quote from Chris Collinsworth's son. That is not something that Brian is saying. <laughs> not on a trick video, on a goddamn interview with, like, CBS News when he was a wide receiver in the NFL. Oh, my God. All right, so that was Chris Collinsworth. That wasn't even his son. No, no, that was Chris Collinsworth. Chris oh Collinsworth. God. Yeah, Chris Collinsworth. Oh, my yep. God. Piece of shit. He's the Carl Malone of wide receivers in the NFL? Yep. 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 Holy hell. Far and away the worst. What a piece How of shit. How has that interview never been heard of before? Right? Right? I just discovered it this week. Wow. Good thing about being sick with COVID, lots of times for videos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's awful. Uh, I did find uh, their uh, <laughs> their ranking for points per game was 123rd. Their what, total yard. I, I don't remember Jesus. the total. I'll totally up. Their total yards per game given up was 123rd. They gave up 438 yards a game, 35 points a game, basically. That's what USC's defense was this past year. But Caleb's going to turn all that around for no fucking reason. Yeah. So, really, the kid, you, like, you, when people are like, boy, he's trying to play hero ball a lot, kind of <laughs> had to, <laughs> number had one. To. But also his offensive line, like I said, like the, it was kind of reminiscent of when I was like, Jesus, man, every time Justin gets the Fields gets the ball for the Bears, he's having to run immediately. It's like, yeah, that's what he's used to. Yeah. Like, is that why you're, you want to bring him in? Is that why everyone's saying he'll fit so well? 
So now I feel kind of bad. I still believe Caleb is a bust in the NFL. But Jesus, to overcome that shit. To win seven games with that kind of defense is pretty amazing. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. So yeah, boy, all he does is play hero ball. He has to. Like, he doesn't have a choice. They they have to score 37 points a game in order to win. Yep. And he has to avoid every goddamn sack, every fucking snap. Yeah. So. That is awful. I know. For a top-tier university. Yeah, for a flagship program in the NCAA. USC, I know they've had some down years. But what the fuck? This is a flagship program that has won many championships. This is like the sparkling jewel of the West Coast for college football. I mean, look at like LSU, Alabama. Their defenses were never that fucking bad. No. Never. No. That's a Big 12 defense. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you score 68 points, you're going to fucking win. You know? What do they think they're going to do in the Big 10? Oh my God. Ohio State's going to average like 80 points a game against <laughs> them if that's how they have defense. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun watching the NCAA <laughs> with these new conferences. Holy oh shit. Oh my God. I don't even know what to say about it anymore. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to the Super Bowl picks and uh, close this out. So, it is San Francisco. It is KC. Um, I think there's some interesting matchups in this. I'm very interested in watching the 49ers defensive line against the KC offensive line and yeah. vice versa. Yeah. The yeah. KC defensive line. Basically because I, I think the tackles for the Chiefs are a liability that can be taken advantage of. Yeah. As yep. Nick Bosa said this week when he looked at film, when they said, what do you see from their tackles? He said, well, they hold a lot. It's a pretty good reaction, and it was a nice little bit, I won't lie. Um, but on the other side of the ball, like, Trent Williams is a phenomenal tackle for the 49ers. I don't know. I know Chris Jones is great, and he's going to be going against the interior defensive line, so he's not going to have to worry about going against Trent Williams. But Trent Williams basically shuts down one side of your one of your defensive ends yeah. pretty much immediately. Yeah, at least one. Yep. Yeah. But the forty or the Chiefs have a lot of great players. They have a very young defense that got a ton of playing time last year. They yeah. are really good. So I'm very fascinated by this game. There's a lot of matchups I find interesting. I think that's where like the crux of the game's gonna go. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's gonna be D line over D line. Like mm-hmm. who can who can do the most damage? You know? It's going to be a fun game. I, I think it's an interesting matchup of offenses and defenses. I think the fact that there are there's no real standout wideout for the Chiefs. I realize Rasheed Rice is having a good rookie year. It's going to be interesting to see how much they focus on trying to shut down Kelsey and how much that opens up the other guys, and if the other guys can do anything. Because if Valdez Scantling is just dropping every pass again. Or Tony. Oh, if I was him, I wouldn't even put Tony in the if, game. If those guys can wake up and catch the balls that are right in their goddamn chest... Different game. Absolutely. Hasn't happened all season. No. <laughs> Not with both of them. Like in at the this same point, game. I would say just put Kelsey and Clyde Edwards Alaire as your slot wideouts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Kelsey doesn't want to block anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it'll be. I mean, listen, Brock Purdy's a great quarterback. You know who has the advantage of the quarterback position. Yeah. You know who but has the advantage at the running back position. It's not even close. The, yeah. the, the 49. Uh, listen. I love me some Isaiah Pacheco, but McCaffrey's a better running back. Yeah, it's oh, just yeah, far it's away. True. And I and I, I think that their backup running back is also fantastic. Elijah Moore or not Elijah Mitchell. Moore, Elijah yeah. Mitchell, yeah. great power running back gets hurt, but for one game, yeah, one for game. your backup, yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, wideouts, obviously the 49ers, Debo, yeah, Ayuk, 
Jawan Jennings. They have definitely the better players there. Tight ends, depends on if you're what you're asking about. Is it receiving? I think it's kind of a push. I think George Kittle is an amazing receiving tight end. Definitely the better blocker. I feel like, especially after the championship game, which Kittle was, besides blocks, completely ineffective. Mm-hmm. And that might have been the play. That might have been the, the, the coaching calls the entire mm-hmm. game. Like, I kind of feel like Kittle's going to have a breakout game. He's kind of due. Like he did. I don't. I would have to go back and look. I don't remember he's, him he's doing amazing. a lot in the first Super Bowl they were in against the Chiefs. Not, not not amazing. Not a lot. I mean, more more catches than the fucking championship game last week. You mm-hmm. know, but like I think he is due to be the guy. Mm-hmm. I think the big thing is like there's not amazing secondaries on either team. I think Kansas City has a very good secondary. I don't think it's like. The shutdown. No, no, no. Like Snead is a very good defensive back. Yep, they have yep. some good players in there, but I don't. Th- yeah, I don't think it's like you got Deion Sanders on the, one side. They're you know, like they, they've got both teams have. I would say wow, good, good to adequate safeties, defensive mm-hmm. backs. It's it's going to be a weird Super Bowl. The Forty Niners definitely have the advantage at the linebacker position. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean yeah. Fred Warner alone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just I really think that there is an advantage there. And then it comes down to who do you think can scheme better offensively? Well, it's two very different offensive coordinator styles. Andy Reid, it's that West Coast style offense that's been around for so long. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan, I mean he's doing exactly what his dad did, and yeah. it is yeah. he can scheme like a motherfucker. And you got a Swiss Army knife and Debo. Yeah. I haven't even really mentioned him much. Like he is kind of like an X-factor, because he's not a typical wide receiver. And he also wasn't amazing. Didn't need to be. No, well, his shoulder was hurt. Yeah. Luckily, it wasn't broken. Yeah. So, uh, there's just so many... I really think this could be a very good game. And I hope it's a good game. Is this going to be more of a game of coach versus coach? Very well could be. And I tell you what, again, I, I realize we talked about this earlier, but those 49ers defensive coordinators need to sit down with their defensive position coaches... And with all their players, and they need to watch that first half of that Lions game, yeah. Until those yep. players are so angry, like they should be watching it every day leading up to the Super Bowl. I want them furious about the this effort is how they you gave. Fucked up. This is how you fucked yeah. up. This is how you fucked yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. And then this finally, the read on, that you missed, like an yeah. hour before the game Sunday, guys, we got to show you a few more things and show them some more things they fucked up, and just have them going out there furious and full of anger, is what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> no, you say that. <laughs> if you need it for the second half, oh, that's and interesting. You separate the defense in the second half, halftime, and like, we fucking told you, we fucking told you, right? You know, if they need to, you know, right? I, I, I don't know if the Chiefs can run like that, but Pacheco is not a running back that you can give the little effort with. No, that no. man runs hard. Yeah, and he will run through little weak arm tackles. Like, I do Which like Pacheco a lot. He's just not as yeah. good as McCaffrey. It's yeah. just, it's true. He's not as skilled of a running back. It's not that he doesn't give great effort. They are both yeah. never going to be players that you question the effort from. Oh, God, no. It's yeah. just the sheer talent that, that McCaffrey has is on a far different level than almost every other yeah. running back in the NFL. There's, just, ooh, I don't know if there's even one anyone I would put Does close to his like level. A comparison? Yeah. Um, as I sit here and think. But it's it's fucking hard, because he's not a running back. He's a running back by position. He can do everything. Yeah. He actually, 
pass blocks very well. Yeah. He catches extraordinarily well. Yeah. He's really, like, Jameer Gibbs is like a newer version, but it's still not as good yeah. of an interior yeah. runner. Granted, he's a rookie. Who knows yeah. what he'll be in yeah. three years? He might be the next one. And I, I neither, like, monster builds. Bijan would be another one I would say has the capability. The potential, yes. But can he yes. do it in the end is another question. Does he have the smarts to do it? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Because yeah. Arthur Smith's offense was terrible. But, hey... Steelers signed him to be their offensive coordinator. I didn't even get into that. That'll be for the next podcast where I could go off on that one. Um, so, Scott picked the 49ers to win this. And for his MVP, he went with McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah. Which is a very fair choice. Um and Eric also chose the 49ers, but he went with Debo to be the MVP. So I'll ask first, who do you think wins the game? I'm going Niners. Okay. I think a good game. I'm saying like 31-27 Niners. Um, McCaffrey. I mean, what's in Because he's capable of doing it all. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if I see a McCaffrey to Kittle touchdown in the Super Bowl. That would be awesome. He's thrown from time to time. Yep. You know? And that might be the only fucking I, I good believe, catch. I Debo has. has also. Debo has as well. Yeah. I think he threw a touchdown pass to Jawan Jennings yeah, two years yeah, ago. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like And again, like, all my biases aside of hating the Chiefs because they're in my fucking division, they are not the team they once were. Because they're missing some key pieces. Receivers being one of the big ones, yep. you know? This is an interesting argument, though, with Mahomes. Of You give the best quarterback in the league the massive money. You have good defensive players. There has to be somewhere where the position isn't as strong. And it's kind of what Brady did, other than the years say, where he Brady. had Randy Moss. Yeah, But he I'll had a that. great tight end to throw to. Like, as Mahomes does. Multiple tight ends to yeah. throw to, you know? Yeah. It's like... So it, it's a weird... It's an interesting comparison. It, it really Reed is. And can scheme that shit. He yes. can do it, you know? Like, he, goes, he can scheme fuck, you know? Kelsey open yes. as much yes. as he wants to. But if he's the only legitimate threat, we're like, oh, no. That receiver, he's going to drop it. Yeah. Oh, that receiver, he's going to drop, mm-hmm. you know? When you can't rely on your receivers to catch a ball, what the fuck do you do, you know? So, I'm going with the Chiefs to win. Oh, oh. Because at this point, I'm tired of saying that someone's going to beat them. Because <laughs> I feel like I have picked against them a lot this year, and it has bitten me bad every time. <laughs> um, and I am going to go with a surprise pick. I'm going to go with Rasheed Rice for the MVP. I wouldn't be upset if that happened. If the Chiefs win... I think legitimately it'll be the Patrick Mahomes if the Chiefs win, but I would like to see Rasheed Rice as a a weird dark horse one get it. Travis Kelsey would be nice too, but it'd be kind of almost too much because you know. And I don't listen. Oh, that's part of at the this, stretch at this already. point. I've stopped caring. Like, okay, show Taylor Swift for the thirty seconds. I don't care anymore. That was like, almost my just the worst. At this point, I don't care anymore. Like I don't give a fuck how many times they show Taylor Swift. Because yeah, she's not asking for the camera. Nope. I don't give a fuck. 
Um, Did anyone bitch when Jack Nicholson is courtside of the Lakers games? Yeah. Fuck no. And by the you way, know? I also was here loving it when Jason Kelsey was being oh, shown all over the place. Yes. You know, and it's like... And you know he's going to be there. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Although, who knows? Maybe they'll need a center and they'll be like this weird... Uh, you know, like Mason Melcy. <laughs> I know they can't do it. It's the, it's... Uh, I wish it could happen. I wish it could. You know? um, but no, like I don't. I don't give a shit. It's just it would feed too much into the NFL script writing bullshit yeah, to have yeah. Travis Kelsey win it. And then they would probably ask for him to propose to Taylor, which that would be fucking god awful too. Oh god, that would never happen. Yeah, no, he's smarter than that. Yeah, and she's Travis, don't that. do that on national TV. <laughs> <laughs> So if the Chiefs win, so the, I mean, all of my my bets are based on the Niners winning. If the Chiefs win, I would love to see like a, you know, they're going forward on like third and two, back at their own fucking nine, and Pacheco has a fucking touchdown run. Oh yeah, how fucking beautiful would that be? That'd be fantastic. That'd be fantastic, and then him win MVP of the Super Bowl. I'd be totally fine with that. Yeah. You know, I don't remember the last time a running back got MVP of the Super Bowl. It's been a while, hot minute, you know? Because there's been some uh, running backs that had great games and then didn't win it, because yeah, yeah. this is going back a long ways, and it's well, against your team, so I'm sorry, but, like, when the Redskins had Doug Williams, yeah. and he threw for four touchdown passes in a quarter, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is still a record for the first half in the Super Bowl, let yeah, alone a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Timmy Smith, the running back, had, like, 200 yards rushing. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't even come close to nope. being the MVP nope. of that game. They love quarterbacks. They, <laughs> well, especially backup quarterbacks. They love yeah. it when a backup quarterbacks win. True. You know? um, but it's kind of like the Desmond Howard argument. is like It's kind of nice to see someone other than a quarterback win these things. It absolutely is. Yeah. You know? yeah. And if the 49ers win, yeah, I could see McCaffrey being the MVP. Yeah. I don't see it going to Purdy. No matter how well he does... Unless he spreads it so goddamn evenly, you can't not give yeah, it to if him. Yeah, every wide receiver and tight end that we've mentioned has like five catches and yeah. 60 yards. Yeah. You know, like... Like, you cannot pick one. There's no amazing breakout play. Yeah. That's the only way Purdy wins Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. yeah. Interesting that none of us think a defensive player. Because Chris Jones could have a huge impact. Nick Bosa could have a huge impact. Has that happened since, like, what, 82? Richard Dent got the Super Bowl MVP in 80... It was this, the 85 season. Technically, the Super Bowl was in 86. Okay, yeah. Um, was that the last one, though? Well, I think Flacco got MVP of the last Ravens win, but I think when the Ravens beat the Giants... No, defensive player. No, no. But I think when the Ravens beat the Giants, one of the Ravens may have gotten it. Oh, then. like Ray Lewis or something? Yeah. Oh. I'll do a quick search on that, because that was a great defense there, too. But they have to have the flashiest fucking plays. Oh, like yeah. beyond, you know, it's got to be on sports oh, and nonstop. Uh, your Broncos. Von Miller. Oh, a Super Bowl MVP, a Super Bowl 50. Oh, and I did not agree with that. Uh, yeah, I did not agree with that The pick. Super Bowl two years before that, Malcolm Smith of the Seahawks. Uh, oh, yeah. Flashy-ass fucking place. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, Dexter Jackson when the Bucks beat the living shit out of the Raiders. Uh, Ray Lewis when the Ravens okay, beat the Giants. Yeah, yep. And then Larry Brown when the Cowboys beat the Steelers. Larry Brown then turned that into a massive contract with the Raiders and never produced. Yeah. And then Richard Dent with the Bears. There's more than that, but, I mean, how far so back do you want me to go? unheard of, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, fuck it. We're due, then. We kind of are, aren't we? Oh, Harvey Martin and Randy White split one for the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chuck Halley, Which, linebacker that was for the a Cowboys. Call. Yeah. But that, that was when they were goddamn unstoppable, you know? Yes. There is also the argument to say, like, why can't you just have the defense of a team be the MVP? Like, why do you have to pick one 
Like, because when the Bears beat the Patriots, like... It was the Bears defense. It was the defense. Yeah, yeah. Dent had two and a half sacks and a force fumble. It was a great game. But again, you still see it on highlights. Yes. Yep, yep. But it's not just him getting sacks that you see. Oh, no. So yeah. it's everybody on yep. that defense got sacks. Well, that's the thing. Like, when you have an amazing defensive play, especially at the line, it's usually because the line is that fucking good. True. And, like, you know, they were double blocking that allowed you to fucking get in there and hit that ball or force that fumble or, you know. Yeah. It'd be nice to see an offensive lineman get one, too, but I don't think that's going to happen. I believe that happened once. I looked it up at one point. No, not MVP. Player of the year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, But, yeah, I would say I think Chiefs, uh, I'll go 30 49ers 27. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it'll be a good game. Yep. But I, I think the Chiefs win in the end. I mean, I think, like, for again, for, like, the people that don't love football, it's going to be a good game to watch, mm-hmm. you know? And if you're a Swifty, great. I don't know if she'll be there. She's got a tour in, like, Japan or something, you know? It's but, funny, though, that everyone's complaining about, oh, my God, are they going to show her? But it's like, dude, half of you people are talking about how much you want to watch the commercials in this. Yeah, like, yeah. why are you upset if they show her for 30 seconds? Or, or the like, Puppy Bowl. Yeah. Which like, is fucking great. It's All hilarious. Commercials are great. Puppy Bowl is great. Right back in the day, the Budweiser uh, oh. Beer Bowl or whatever yeah, they yeah, called it yeah. during that <laughs> time was fucking hysterical. Like, again, it's like, enjoy the things you enjoy mm-hmm. and just fucking enjoy them, you know? I mean, we're going to be drinking, fucking watching the Super Bowl, having a good fucking time. Yeah. I don't care how often they show some star because, yeah. oh, by the way, it's the Super Bowl. I think the ticket started at eight thousand dollars, <laughs> which is crazy because the first Super Bowl I think it was twelve dollars. Oh, yeah. Well, inflation. Since the sixties, that's a lot of inflation, yeah. sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's our picks. Um, we will not be doing a podcast uh, next Sunday as we'll be getting inebriated and watching the game. As you should be as well. We will be endeavoring to do a podcast the next Sunday so that we can go over the Super Bowl, make our little... uh, Talk some more about the off-season comings and goings, but mainly discuss the Super Bowl and what we thought of it. And also, we will have then who has been named... I believe we should know at that point who's been named uh, to be a a Hall of Famer. Yep. yep. We should also have the... uh, well, the list. The awards. Yes. The giant list. <laughs> well, they already released part of the list. I, I don't have the whole thing in front of me, but we can go over that on the next podcast. And all the so. people that should have gotten it last year? Uh, Devin Hester, uh-huh. NFL. What uh-huh. the fuck? You pieces of shit. God. I don't care if all he really did was return kicks. He did it better than anyone else. Why is this a question? Deion Sanders is right, though. It's, oh, it's, the Hall of Very Good needs to stop being a thing. It needs to start... Yeah, yeah. But... They don't want to be like baseball. They don't want to have a year where no one gets elected. And I get that, because there's a lot of fanfare. A lot of money made. But the fans know that that should happen from time to time. Mm-hmm. From time to time, you're right. Nope. No one deserves to get in, especially a first balloter. Last year? Yeah? I'm not a Bears fan. Devin Hester? Yeah, I know. I was, what the I was fuck? Fu- I was fucking furious. What the fuck? It's one thing you didn't get in the first year... No the one did ballot. more. On, I mean, first ballot is really fucking hard. Really yeah. fucking hard. We thought for sure. Okay, second year. Yeah. For yeah. sure. 23 and 23. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, it's it's brutal. I'm still angry about that one. Uh, so, any last thoughts from the championship games or going into the Super Bowl before we uh, sign off? It's been good. 
Um, I mean, the championship games were fucking great. Great I mean, playoffs this whole year. I whole wanted season. A, a little bit more from the Ram, Rams. Jesus. From the Ravens game, a little bit more. I wanted to see Lamar Jackson really settle into what he's become, and he didn't. But I feel like he'll learn. And he'll he's still young. Year. Oh, oh! I believe he was twenty yeah. when he got drafted. Like <laughs> he's not even thirty years old. It's yet. Fucking great! It's yeah. fantastic. And as a quarterback, no problem. You know. Yeah. And then on the other end, you have Joe Flacco, fucking coming out of his fucking cocoon. You know, it's like God damn. Oh. It's been a great football season. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that still sticks with me so far is the injuries at the beginning of the year. Just sad. Oh, oh, and on our next podcast, uh, we will discuss the uh, Aaron Rodgers reports that have come out of Jets camp. Just because, at this point, I will have to do that because I just like dunk it on that guy. He makes it so goddamn easy to do. I know. He really does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is our podcast this week. Sorry it ran a little long, but we haven't got to hang out because of all the COVID. Yeah. And uh, yeah. this was a lot of fun. Uh, so next time we will hopefully have the whole crew here again. Uh, it's always nice to have everybody. It but uh, hope you all have a wonderful week. Enjoy the Super Bowl. I will say, and I realize it's not really what we do here, but don't drink and drive. You're going to go to a, either a party usually for the Super Bowl or to a bar. Either walk or get an Uber. Do not drive when you've been drinking, guys. It's not worth it. And no reason to ruin a really fun weekend with that kind of shit. We should record ourselves drunk stumbling back home while walking <laughs> after the Super Bowl next week. Like, no, we mean it. We really mean it. Yeah. And we'll walk in negative 35 snowing temperatures here. So Would not be the first or the 20th time. Mm-mm. Yep, yep. <laughs> we do it a lot. All right, so we are Half This Is Live. I'm Maddie Fax. Brian Professor over to my right. Uh, hopefully next time we'll have Scotty Stats. Mr. Woodcock, and of course, Up Greg back. But y'all have a wonderful week. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see y'all in a couple weeks.